Angie has made it easier than ever to hire high-quality pros to get all your home service jobs done well. Just bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie will connect you with local pros who match your specific needs. Or book a service instantly at an upfront price. So join the millions of homeowners who use Angie to care for their homes and get your next home service job done well. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Celebrate season 10 of Robot Chicken. We're talking to the people who know it best. Now entering the Robot Chicken audio booth here, Stupid Buddy Studios in Burbank, California, Doug Goldstein and Mike Fasolo. I'll let them tell you what they do. Identify yourselves, please, so we can get that out of the way. I am Douglas Goldstein, uh, co-head writer of the show. I'm sitting to Mike Fasolo's left. I am Mike Fasolo. I'm a writer on the show and probably the genius behind everything that is Robot Chicken. Yeah, you guys are the first team. Cards on the table. The first team that we've had in here. So I guess, does that mean you're two halves of a whole? Well, Mike and I go way back. Probably we've known each other more than anyone else in the staff has. How long is that? Uh, 20, 20 something years since 20 something, the early 90s. Wow. I started at, we started at Wizard. I started in 94. I started in 92. Yeah. So okay. ever since the days of Wizard, we've, we've known each other. And as soon as I saw Mike, I said, I want to be friends with that guy. That's not true. <laughs> what was it about him? That, was it his long hair? He's, he's a man uh, of the people. He just had a nice smile. Upstate I, New York demeanor. I did have long hair at the time. Well, I had hair at the time. You remember that first day where I just came up and talked to you like crazy? Yeah, there was uh, back in the days of Wizard. I used to work in the research department in a small little closet in their uh, comics um, bookcase, I guess. And everyone would come up the stairs because the the room was right at the top of the stairs, and they'd wave or say hello. Doug, every time he walked up the stairs, would just turn the corner so quickly, just completely ignore me. And no, uh, I was intimidated. <laughs> And uh, <laughs> that little uh, uh, little play that we put on for each other was formed the basis to a beautiful friendship. Oh, yeah. Because yeah. then I was like, why, why does Doug just walk up the stairs and he never even mm-hmm. says hello? That made him more interested in being my friend. That is true. That is we should true. say, just in case some people don't know, that Wizard Magazine was like the comic book magazine of the 90s. Uh, we had so many other magazines about toys and games and stuff. And then in the early 2000s, the internet arrived and ruined... Everything. Shut, <laughs> shut down Wizard? Uh, well, once people were able to get news and information about comics online, uh, they couldn't really wait a month for that information to show up in, in a magazine. So we uh, we got screwed. I don't know who invented the internet, but he fucked us. It began the downfall of Wizard. Yeah. So, Doug, your demeanor seems to be a little bit quieter. Some have said abrupt, maybe. I didn't, I didn't come here to be psychoanalyzed. <laughs> <laughs> Mike, very laughy, cheerful, outgoing. <laughs> It's great. You <laughs> balance why, each other out. Yes, that's why they put us together. <laughs> well, you're going somewhere with that? Or no. Just, just trying to break <laughs> us down. <laughs> trying to get an, uh, an angle here. I have, I have issues and Mike is happy. That's great. <laughs> so Wizard went away. Mm-hmm. And then what? You're both uh, in New York City? No. With this nothing is, to do? This was genius because Wizard went away after Robot Chicken started. We left just at the right time. Yes. Well, yeah, I left before. You did? I left in uh, 2001 and... Did a few other stupid jobs. I was a coupon right. proofreader for a supermarket chain. A coupon proofreader? Yeah. Wow. Did you what errors that, do you find? You find uh, price errors, date errors, sometimes the wrong picture with the wrong food. In my, in my first week there, I must have saved him like a billion dollars 
because they had so many mistakes in their in their coupons. Um, and I worked there for about a year, and then I went and I worked for a uh, lumber company, which just happened to be down the road from where the old wizard offices were. Um, I was just answering phones there and selling lumber. Wow, that's a that's a big career pivot. Yeah, it was a big career pivot from Wizard, and then it was just at that time that uh, they sold uh, Robot Chicken, and they were like, "Hey, come out to California and uh, why don't you write with us?" And I was like, "Okay." So, Why did they want you to write for them? What was it about that? What were you doing that made them? Well, they. Think of you? Uh, I was um, a proofreader and a copy editor at Wizard. And a funny there. guy. And a funny guy, and, yeah. and well liked. This was more than proofreading. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was more than, more than proofreading. So yeah, I did that for Wizard for I was there for seven years, I think, and then uh, and then they started Robot Chicken. And so you came out first, and then Doug, you followed. No, in fact, all of us went at the same time in a massive four car caravan driving from New York to Los Angeles, which was one of the best weeks of uh, my life. Really? You, you piled in a car and drove? Well, there's four there different four, cars. Yeah, there's four like cars. Like two or three people per car. Oh. And let me tell you, there's a lot of things in the country that if you put a gun to my head and said, do you want to go there? I would say no and try to fight the gun out of your hands. Um, <laughs> but driving past them, like the St. Louis Arch, it was really – it was nice. Like I would never, never – who the hell – <laughs> would want to go to the St. Louis Arch. But when you're driving past it, it's kind of cool. We didn't just drive past it. We went up in we it. We went in it. Yes. We, who, uh, who else was with you two? Different uh, cars. Uh, different cars. There was uh, Matt Senreich. Um, Mel Kylo. Mel Kylo. Uh, friend, another friend of ours from Wizard. Jeff, Jeff Johns, Johns. of DC fame. Yep. Um, Pat McCallum. Pat McCallum. Wizard. Of Pat McCallum fame. Uh-huh. He's now of DC fame, too. Of D- oh, yeah. And uh, uh, that, that other guy, Peter Johnson or something is his name? He was there for a little bit. No? Maybe in the first leg, the first couple. Okay. That sounds tremendously exciting. So you get this job offer, you all pile into a car and drive to L.A. Yeah. yeah. Like I do movie. want to point out before we uh, move on that Mike, Mike did fuck up that trip huge. What? Because <laughs> no. Huge. No, no, well, because one of the last nights of the trip, we go to Santa Fe. Okay. First Beautiful all, town. No, Santa Fe See, was awful. Tra- turn Santa off his mic. Was turn off his mic. <laughs> it was one of the most boring places it on was, the entire trip that we had to stop No. At. It was charming as hell. So charming you couldn't breathe. The town shut now, down at like 730. So Mike said, I have not had my say <laughs> of what we're going to do wow. this whole trip. So I want to go see, wait for it, I want to go see The Day After Tomorrow by Roland Emmerich. I think. And uh, we said, well, Mike's got a point. He hasn't. uh, I haven't haven't complained at all on this entire trip, so I should get what I want. So let's go spend our one night in this beautiful town seeing a movie. First of all, the town wasn't that beautiful. Was it a good movie? It was a terrible movie. <laughs> it was an absolutely horrible movie. And even I was sorry after we saw it that I, that I made everybody go and watch it. The best part of it, though, which I'll always remember, is there's a scene in the movie. I don't know if you remember this movie, but it was cold. <laughs> the movie was cold. The, in the movie, uh-huh. it got really cold. That was the, the fear of it was getting cold. So it was so cold that Americans were just running across the Rio Grande to escape into Mexico. And on the news, the Mexican government closed the border to Americans. Wow. Now, we're in, we're in Santa Fe, which is, you know, the Southwest. Aside from us New Yorkers, everyone in the theater was Hispanic. And at that moment, there was such <laughs> cheering, such happiness that you, you, you were infected by it. You were like, yeah! Well, see, then I brought joy to the trip. You did. Yeah, so there the we go. A highlight of the yeah, trip, it sounds so. like. Mike, thanks. Yeah, I mean, anytime. Happy a to grudge that you've you. held for 20 years. <laughs> <laughs> Finally comes out on the air. <laughs> 
So what do you what do you do for the show now? So we can give everybody just just tuning in an understanding. Who would start a podcast in the middle? <laughs> I, 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 I start in the middle. Okay. <laughs> uh, we we we, uh, we come up with the genius ideas that is robot chicken or are robot is robot chicken robot chicken robot. robot. Yeah. So we are two of the about six people that sit in the writers' room at a time, and uh, we are the regulars. Us and Tom never leave. Is there another person that leaves that I can't remember? Tom Root. Tom Root. Tom, no, yes, we, Tom Root. Yeah, we're writer. the only ones that never leave. Yes, and new writers come and go all the time, and we all try to make each other laugh during the day and write down the ones that work. Um, <laughs> Doug makes himself laugh a lot during the day. Whenever I'm at my computer <laughs> and I laugh really hard, Mike turns to me and goes, that's not going in. I'm like, I know. And it never does. It never does. He will crack himself up by writing a sketch, and you just know... That it's going to be so funny to him, and no one else is going to get it at all. The pure happiness of Doug Goldstein is outside of normal <laughs> interest, I think. If it makes you laugh, then it's, it's not funny. going in. It's not going in. <laughs> Indeed. You guys are the constants over 10 seasons of Robot Chicken. Mm-hmm. Every episode. Every episode. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah, there are times where we've shined, there are times where we're sweating and wondering if we're going to get fired the next day. Uh huh. That's usually every day. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, not anymore. Mm. Well, no, certainly not now. Yeah. Not now. Yeah. Kind of. You never know, though. You never know what can happen. A lot of Emmys under your belt. Yeah. yeah. Three. Three. We had two. <laughs> and then yeah. we got one more. And then we got one more, which which ruined the display. <laughs> no. That, See, I think it made it. the display. No, I had I had one on each side of the TV. Now I have a third one. I am fucked. See, I had one on each side of the mantle, and then I got the third one, and I made a nice little trifecta of them. So one is facing out, and the other two are facing that one. So it looks really awesome. Well, we need one more. Was we, the third one as exciting as the first one? Was it more exciting? Uh, was it the same exciting? I, well... I think the first one had to be the most exciting. The first one was a holy shit, because yeah. who thought? Who would have thought? In a million years. You look back at exactly. Wizard Days, and you drive across country, suddenly mm-hmm. you're on the stage at the theater. That had to have been surreal. I mean, yeah. early, let me tell you this, early in season one, we got reviewed by Entertainment Weekly, and they gave us an A, and I was like, that's weird. That's that's not normal. They were Why? giving everybody A's at the time. Were they? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Pieces of shit. Um, Why was it weird to you? Um, this show is really just us fucking around. And we're not we're not trying to be Shakespeare or anything. We're just fucking around, having a good time. Yeah, just a bunch of goofballs writing down yeah. stupid ideas. And the fact that that has become a, a critical a critic's darling, um, winning Emmys and Peabodies and uh, all that kind of Hugo Awards left and right. Oh, I'd like to win a Hugo um, Peabodies too. Yeah, uh, we got a Cable Ace Award. I think. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! Um, it's just weird. Um, and I remember being on the stage the first time we won an Emmy, just saying over and over again, "Holy shit!" And that's why in the telecast you don't see me because <laughs> you're mouthing the words. I'm mouthing holy shit, holy shit just over and over again. Um, by the third time, that was getting annoying. Um, what? Because you you agree with this? The Emmys are not fun to go to. No, the Emmy ceremony itself is not fun. No, you're sitting there. You're bored. A lot of the awards are boring. They don't let you really walk around and do anything because they shut down the food stand. It's a nightmare. Um, but you stare at the celebrities. It's kind of interesting. Yeah. There usually aren't too many celebrities at our Emmys. We're not at the the real Emmys. We're at the technical Emmys, which is after. Is it before or after? I think it's after. It's before, but it airs after. I yeah. Think. So we don't really see too many stars at ours. Oh, you see a lot of. I mean, unless you consider us stars. Hmm. Like all the awards that they don't think people want to see on TV. 
Which is kind of rude in a way. It is. So it's things like... It's all behind the scenes. It's, but it's also big things like best actor in a comedy, something like that. Yeah, they have those, but, you know, it's, you know, hair and makeup and yeah. costumes and, best and lighting new, and things like that. Best new high-definition wire that is used on a Tuesday. Yeah. That's but you look easy. back at yourselves coming out of New York, coming out of Wizard, and here you are on stage in Los Angeles. Very exciting because of the, just a crazy goofball, what'd you say? Yeah, goofball shit. Stupid ideas. Well, this is this is just wonderful. On the one hand, seriously, this is the time of our lives. This is great. We're very lucky. On the other hand, thank God this showed up because back at Wizard, <laughs> my side job at Wizard when I wasn't at work was masturbating. Yeah, and when Wizard went it away, <laughs> unless I could have that gotten paid for masturbating, <laughs> yes, the masturbation I, did not go away. I, I'd be homeless by now. So thank goodness this came along. Yes, that's, that's very true. I, I sometimes wonder what's, what comes for me after Robot Chicken because yeah. I don't really have any other skill sets at all except sitting in a room coming up with stupid ideas. Do you guys work on other shows? I mean, I know you have over the years. Do you have a side hustle now? Uh, at the moment, no. I mean, I've, we've done a few other uh, freelance episodes mm-hmm. here and there for some shows. Mm-hmm. I am... I am a few signatures away from having a show on the Sci-Fi Network. Wow. And I shouldn't say any more in case the signatures fall away. I don't want to be too humiliated. Yeah. But years from now, when that has won seven Emmys, go back and listen to this podcast and be like, that's when, that's when he said the thing. So We'll have you by yourself. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Then you'll be allowed to be by yourself, Finally. Doug. <laughs> Finally. So... You guys are you guys are funny. I guess were you funny at Wizard? Was it well, you were funny to each other? Like when did you know that you how? were funny? Funny how? Funny how? <laughs> Let's do that whole routine. Funny, yeah. You got you got paid for it at Robot Chicken for being funny. Well, Wizard was known for being a wise ass magazine. We put word balloons on all the the images of characters saying silly things like I like pie and stuff. Where <laughs> that is very funny. Yes, we that, should do that in a sketch today. Has someone else told you the whole story about how? It got, the show got started, or should we bore you with that? Let's or? hear it. So a few of us would would change jobs once in a while. Um, like Toy Fair magazine about action figures switched editors a few times. I ran it for a little bit. Um, this guy Tom Palmer Jr. ran it for a little bit. Good guy. And Tom, uh, Matt Semich ran it for a little bit. And while Matt was in charge, he heard on the talk show or something that Seth Green was into action figures. And he was like, whoa, I'm going to call his agent and get an interview for our action figure magazine. And his agent was like, oh, I don't know if I, – I just don't know if this is something he wants to do. So little do we know that Seth actually had already read our magazine and loved it. So he called Matt and said, I've already read your magazine and loved it. Um, and they became fast friends to the point where Seth would fly out and join our house parties and just hang out with all of us. And oh, it was a lot right. of fun. He did come out for the party. That's right. Did you guys live together? We were roommates. Uh, at two. different times, we were all roommates. Oh. Were Matt, we? Yeah, Matt and, Matt and Doug were. Were we roommates ever? No. That's strange because we're so close. Yeah. Hmm. Um, <laughs> and I think Seth had always wanted to do something called Sweet Jay Presents, which is like a little stop motion comedy thing. And Matt took credit for everything that was funny at Wizard. <laughs> so the two of them together were like, let's shop something around. <laughs> And so they did, and lo and behold, you know, long, very long story short, Adult Sim was like, all right. And then we all came out and did the show. Did Matt call you and tell you guys, hey, good news, Adult Swim picked it up, let's move, and let's move, and you looked at each other, or what was that moment? Do you remember the... Nope. I, I think, um, 
We used to go over to Matt's and Doug's house to watch, was it Buffy? Uh, it was everything. It's, we used to watch a bunch of stuff over their house like once a week or twice a week. Where is this? Uh, this, this is in Nyack, Nyack, New York, which is in Rockland County, the first chunk of New York State west of the Hudson when you go north from the city. Uh, but we used to go over to Matt's house, and I think we were over there at one point. I don't know if you were there, because that's when Matt told me. He said, hey, we sold the show to Adult Swim, mm. and that was like the first big uh, big push that, that they had for it. I think with me, I was roommates with Matt at the time, so the whole conversation just eked out through over many, many, many days and weeks, and I was like, oh, okay, fine. Because mm. so, you don't really know what that means, probably. Yeah, because like, nothing was signed yet or anything. Uh-huh. There's no signatures or papers or anything. It was just like, hey, they want the show. Let's let's try are they, to are get they moving. kidding? Are they just yeah. teasing us? You never know until you sign on yeah. the dotted line. Yeah. But suddenly you're in a car driving across the country and you get here, you all get live together? When uh, you no. at that time. Matt, Tom and Doug lived together. I lived with another guy from um Wizard who was coming out mm-hmm. to California. But we were just down the street. I was down mm-hmm. on part no uh, Magnolia and Coldwater. In Studio City. Yeah. Terrible, terrible piece of. Oh, Los I love that place. It was no. great. Terrible. Uh, so here you are. How many years? Twenty? Not twenty. We've been uh, out here fifteen. Fifteen, 15 years. 2004 later. We fifteen came years. Wow. Fifteen years. Fuck. I don't know what happened. What you... curse on this? Thing? Yeah. Fuck yeah. <laughs> fuck. Any swear? Shit. Think of all Poop. the swears. Poop. Yeah. Poop. <laughs> So your comedy writers, what do people misunderstand about writing comedy? People think it's one thing and it's not. Well, Is people it think hard? that we're just fucking around all day yeah. and, and talking about poop. Um, do people resent you when you say that it's hard work? Um, I never say it's hard work. Now people will resent you. Yeah. Well, you know what kind of sucks is that the people we talk to are also here in L.A. related to the business. All of our friends are in this this shitty industry. Why is it a and, shitty industry? Yeah, Doug. Well, I thought you loved it. I, You're yeah, having fun all day writing. You out of it. Yeah. Well, shitty business. Come I mean, on. if Adult Swim says, you know what? That's enough. No more robot chicken. We've we've got enough. Uh, that's We're we're in trouble. I'm, I'm probably going to be eating a lot of dog food. Um <laughs> Whereas if you had a quote-unquote normal job, a nine-to-five with health insurance and everything, you have a little bit of security. If you're a good worker, you're going to stay working in they theory. Can, they can still fire you. They can still fire you, but there's probably a reason they why didn't you understand. They didn't order the show for 10 seasons. They ordered it for one season. Right. You yeah, know and then they, luckily they just keep upping it. Yeah. So now this is what we've chosen. This is what we want to do. I'm not, I'm not complaining, but I'm really complaining. So this is not a good career to have. If you're in, in, insecure about the future, if you don't like being judged and, and living at the end of a rope, this is not a good career. Um, I have two kids. I would love to have more job security if anyone's listening. Um, <laughs> but uh, it's fun. That's that's the only downside is that um, your future is not guaranteed in any way. Do you feel like because it's fun, it makes it? It undermines your confidence in it. How could this be a secure, real job if I'm having fun doing it? No, I always expected to get paid for something. Um, Especially when you're having fun. Yeah. Um, it just seems weird to win awards. Yeah. Hmm. No? Do you disagree? No, I disagree. I like winning the awards. Okay. And it doesn't really feel weird. It's like, hey, we worked hard at this. Okay. Did you tell your friends and watch you on TV? Um, 
Yeah, I mean, you'll 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 point out, hey, the the show's on. Um, when I first came out here and I did the show, and I told my parents about it, uh, they you know got all excited and they're like, oh, we're gonna stay up and watch it. They stayed up till I think it was on at midnight at the time mm-hmm. on Sunday night. So they stayed up, they watched it. My father watched, I think, a minute of it, and he said, "This is the stupidest thing I've ever <laughs> seen in my entire life." He turned it off and he went to bed. And I don't honestly know if they've ever seen another episode after that. That was that. <laughs> that was it. They're they're happy that I'm working and that I get a paycheck, but they refuse to watch the show. Hmm. My parents enjoyed the Star Wars specials the most because, in their words, we understand this. <laughs> um, they didn't get the other references. No, the other references. That senses of humor. Two old Jews from the Northeast. They're not. They're not on board. <laughs> um, they're not our target audience. You'd be surprised at how everyone. If you mention that you work on Robot Chicken, it was like, oh, my God, I love that show. Or they're like, oh, my God, my kids love that show, which oh. I always follow with how old are your kids. Yeah. They're nine. And I'm horrified. Yes, yes. Because me, I'm, we're writing jokes about some guy flicking his cum on Jodie Foster's <laughs> face. And I'm, now I have to picture nine-year-olds watching this. I'm like, fuck. What are you so, doing to their, their, their mind? It's not. Really, they could turn it off. They can, but they're kids. They're they not going to turn parents. it off. Parents you, parents. you are putting that thought in their head. I would never let you my guys were nine ones. You watch Porky's and what, whatever else. Yeah, we're not talking true. about us. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. Trying to get those those cable buttons, two buttons, say at the same oh, yeah. time. So yeah, can, yeah, mm-hmm. yep. Those are good times. Tom Shepard was talking about. I asked him if you guys have a vault of stuff that never made it, and do you ever dip back into it? What? <laughs> Well, there's two answers to that. We obviously keep everything we've pitched on our hard drives. You don't ever throw any files away. That's irresponsible. (laughs) Every once in a while, when we think we're having a low day, we'll go back in stuff that was rejected a long time ago and wink, wink, sneak it in again. And you'd be shocked at how often (laughs) that works. Yes, how it got handily rejected the first time. No one even liked it at all. And then you repitch it, and suddenly the room is is joyous over it. Back in season three, I had this little bit with Scooby-Doo that I thought was so clever, where the whole gang is in the Scooby van, whatever it's called, the mystery machine. And they're like, that was a great adventure, gang. What should we do next? And Daphne takes out a map and says, well, there's the out-of-business amusement park, the shuttered hotel, the decrepit old mansion... Another decrepit amusement park and an out of business, you know, wharf that we can go to. And there's silence, and someone goes, Oh man, the economy's not getting any better, is it? And when I first pitched that, everyone was like, Eh, eh that's, that's exactly how I felt when you pitched it. Exactly. Just now. <laughs> um, the, but then three seasons ago, it's in. I pitched it again because I'm like, I like this. And everyone's like, This is great. So that got in. It got, don't. Is yes. it because <laughs> the, the uh, zeitgeist of the world change and exactly. the economy dipped? Exactly. Is that, that really what happened? It. That must be it. Um, so sometimes that works. Um, and sometimes Matt gets annoyed <laughs> when he yeah, figures out. He recognizes it. Yeah. Sometimes you can you can try to slip it in without saying it's a resubmit, but usually you say it's a resubmit. Yeah. And uh, it'll slide through. We're supposed to do so much a day. I mean, we've got to get the show going. You can't just sit there and say, I've got nothing today. It doesn't work that way. What's the quota? Is there a number? You should pitch, like, at least four sketch ideas. It, it varies, but generally, yes, around four. Has yeah. that evolved over time? And now no. it's, you well, should have four? If you have three, you get in trouble? What happens? No, just if, if we as a room have a hard day and the packet at the end of the day that has compiled everyone's ideas is a little light, Matt gets all pissy. <laughs> um, he comes in and yells at us. So 
we, but it's usually not a problem. There's, there's sometimes individual writers have bad days, yeah. but it's, it's usually not a problem. Well, yeah, I mean, generally the the first day of the writing cycle, when you know, hey, season eleven starts or season ten starts, yeah. is usually a pretty slow day because yeah. it takes a while to get into the swing of things. You don't bang stuff when you're down. We will approve the script phase for a lot of ideas, and then we cut some, and we save those scripts. And then we'll send everything else to animatic, which is the storyboards um, animated with voice records. And we cut some of those. Um, and then what's left becomes the episode. Matt always feels that we've cut these things for a reason. They were not the best of that time, so they should be cut and stay cut forever. Um, the writers don't always agree with that because we're like, if this section here was the best episode we've ever have. And this is just the worst of the best. And we have a season next season that is garbage. <laughs> Let's put the worst of the best in with the garbage and elevate it. And uh, he he doesn't even listen. Matt is just like, I'm not <laughs> So, yes, we do this. have a, a vault, of, you have a vault. Yes. of unused sketches and animatics yeah. and things like that. Some of them used to end up on the DVDs as extras. Yeah, that was, that was good. We, we don't, don't, do, they don't DVDs do DVDs anymore. Because no. apparently DVDs don't sell. But you guys are off for not writing for, what, six months out of the year? Yeah. Are you mm-hmm. always thinking of, of things and then you write them down and you save them so that first day back you're like, I have a million ideas. See, that's my plan. you parse them out over the – My plan at the end of every year is to write one sketch and one channel flip per day. So when we're done for you know six months or a year, I can come back and literally do nothing because it's already written. And yet that entire time off will go by and I will not write one thing for the show. And then I come back and I curse myself for not having done it. Mm-hmm. I, on the other hand, have a file on the desktop of my my computer that says random thoughts. And if I think of something funny, I'll just type it into that. And so when the season starts, I'll have good material to pitch for like the first day or two. Day three is, <laughs> day three is a nightmare. <laughs> and it's um, all downhill. But then sometimes I'll look at my notes and the note will be like, cold picnic. <laughs> and I'm like, what the fuck was cold picnic? <laughs> And uh, it's gone. That idea's gone for all time. <laughs> you didn't write anything else. No, just, just cold that's picnic. It. So, do people submit outside outsiders just faxy in jokes like the late night host used to do? Does that happen? No, I don't think we even have a fax machine. So no. But when pe- <laughs> when people do actually try to suggest ideas, we tell them to stop and don't, because in Hollywood that's the thing where someone pitches you an idea and you're like, oh, that's great, and you actually had that idea in the works. There's a lawsuit coming. Yeah. Um, so we just tell people, you no, stop, no, don't tell us ideas. Um, What's the number one pitch that you get? Um, I've asked a couple people this, and this I always a consensus. I just know that almost every every other pitch starts with, "Why don't you do something about?" and then put your his favorite thing. Why don't you do something with um, Sesame Street? And it's like, well, if we think about Sesame it, Street. why don't you do something with Doctor <laughs> Who? It's like I. I don't know. Please stop. Um, now, let me just say that we fucking love the fans for loving us. I mean, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a cynical, let's make fun of everybody guy. But when we're at conventions and stuff and people say they love the show and want you to do something about this, the other thing, it's really cool and humbling. Um, what do you think, Mike? Um, I think it's great. I love the fans. Yeah, fans yeah, are good. Yeah, but they can't pitch us ideas. No, they really shouldn't pitch us. No, bad idea. Bad idea to pitch ideas. When we're at Comic-Con and guys line up to ask us questions, 
they'll just fucking pitch us. <laughs> there was one guy who was like, um, do you ever do anything with like Trump's wall, but it's the wall in the north of Westeros? And so like <laughs> the the zombies are like the Mexicans trying to get in. And we're like, are you – do you want a job? Like what are you, what are you doing? Um, and that is a funny idea, which we not, can now never use. Yeah, why, can't, why not? Because he pitched it. He pitched it, yeah. And he doesn't. He owns it now. He should make a movie. That's frustrating. But now it's on the air, so maybe he can sue that you pitched his idea to the world. Well, how much money does this podcast make? (laughs) (laughs) Quite a bit. (laughs) It's got you and me on it, Doug. So it's going to be pulling in a lot of money now. That's true. So there's nothing. There's no topics that are there. Topics that are banned or frowned upon. Nothing really. We had a few times that we put a moratorium on some ideas. Like for a while, the Smurfs, we couldn't pitch anything on Smurfs because we'd basically overused everything that was Smurf. Um, He-Man, there was a moratorium on that for a while. I do know that nowadays we've done so much Star Wars, three specials and God knows how many sketches in the show, that nowadays it's it's not an official, it's not really a ban. But you'd better have a great idea to dare pitch another Star Wars sketch. Like, don't be some piddly ass. Like, oh, see, three PO stubs his toe. Like, no, we're, we've, we've got to now. That sounds great. <laughs> we've got to have something worthy of like going back to that well. Yeah. So that's 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 a challenge. That's a challenge. You guys like Star Wars? Did you like it before? Do you like it less now? Um, I love what Star Wars was. It is kind of dead to me now. <sighs> that's that's cold. Well, it is. I, I mean, dead to you. That excitement isn't there. Like, The Last Jedi is, it was like, ugh. Yeah. And now the, the Rise of Skywalker's coming out, and I'm just not that, I'll see it, yeah, but I'm true. not excited. I mean, You're I like uh, yeah. The Force Awakens, which everyone else hated. It was garbage. Which I thought was great. But I did hate... Um, Last Jedi. Uh, no, the Rogue Solo. One. Rogue One was... Oh, I like that. Oh, movie. see, I was, I was on the opposite ends of that with most people. Yeah. Everybody loved Rogue One and hated Force Awakens. What's funny to you guys these days? What do you, what do you like? I I started watching um, Fleabag. That's funny. That's mildly amusing. Mm. I've I've watched a few of the episodes and I'm like, if I never see it again, meh. What's funny to you? Um, well, Rick and Morty. Obviously. Oh, Rick and Morty. Well, of course, Bob's Burgers, hilarious. Mm. Um, ah, we got over there. Yeah. Well, I've, I watched like. Four or five seasons of it. I'm like, okay, thanks. I'm moving on. It's, it's good. It's you're, great. You're done now. Just that's I over. have two. There's too many shows to watch. There are to keep far too many. Yeah, far too many. Um, you guys seem to have uh, predated the short attention span of, of the world with your show. It's it definitely that. gotten worse. That was the idea. Like behind it was one of the early ideas for the name of the show is like short attention span theater, yeah. which we couldn't use because it was a show. Yeah. Um. But, like, we kind of came out when YouTube started up, so people started putting clips of our show on YouTube before the networks kind of were like, Let's, we, don't, we don't do that anymore. And so we kind of hit at the right time. But I'll say that in the old days, what you would refer to as short attention span seems like a novel now. I mean, now it's people – you lose people's interest in, like, three seconds. Um, and I, I – I don't know if it's good or it's probably a bad thing. Short attention span is a bad thing. It's gotten too short. What's one of your longer clips? Like how long do you get? I think the longest one was in season probably two, the Joey Fatone one, which was I think four yeah. or five minutes. 
Well, that's this is a good example. The, the early episodes had much longer sketches than yeah. we do now. Now I think our longest is like maybe two and a half. But the shows that you watch now, they're long. I mean, there aren't there aren't other shows really like this. I don't think maybe on well, TV. The, the f- and the things that you find funny, the fifteen minute format has really grown. There are a lot of shows that are now quarter hour, or at least more than one quarter hour at a time to make up half an hour. You know what I mean? Um, and you can tell that definitely by the competition we have in our Emmys category. The first time we won an Emmy for like short form animation, we were up against like. I don't know nothing. I we had I've never heard of them, and now it's like Disney, three shows in Nickelodeon, blah, blah blah. And I'm like, oh, we're never going to win. Look at these heavy hitters, and then we win. And I'm like, I don't get it. Um, but I think thanks to the internet and streaming and stuff like that, people have realized that this is a great length for content. This is a good. People don't lose interest after ten minutes. Yeah, because you're in and you're out. You don't have to really pay attention. You talk about Rick and Morty, and you talk about Bob's Burgers. I mean, those are long narrative yeah. shows mm-hmm. that I guess have appealed to you also. Yeah, I mean, I, maybe it's just what I grew up on. Like, I'm used to that, you know, full 22-minute yeah. kind of show. I mean, I'll, I'll occasionally tune in to Robot Chicken. Um, you don't watch it. Um, I will... You've seen it a million times I've before seen it, it airs? I, yeah, I mean, after writing the episodes and going through everything that is scripting and all that by the time it comes out you're like i want to see what it looks like but you're like eh, it's okay you know you get you get in you get out you record it on the dvr and you know when there's nothing else to watch you'll you'll pop one on yeah. can i can i say something to the industry for a second please okay <laughs> when i was a kid adult television was things like cheers and we as kids would play while my parents were watching cheers Nowadays, if I and my wife Rebecca want to watch a TV show, we have to make sure the kids are in a different house. Because <laughs> how old are your kids? Uh, they're uh, five and almost nine. So every show that is for adults nowadays is gratuitous nudity, violence like crazy, curses. But I love it. I'm not saying don't do that. But can I have one or two shows that are good that we can watch? Without telling the kids that they have to get the hell out of here. Well, those are all the CBS and NBC shows on you know prime I said, time. I said good, <laughs> so. but I don't know. Did your parents think that like Cheers and all that was good, or were they just watching it because it was the only thing on? Um, you want me to call my parents? Yeah, sure. <laughs> Herb and Laurie, give them a call. It's not going to happen. <laughs> what? Why? Are you <laughs> Why are you talking to us now? Hi, Doug. <laughs> How are you? <laughs> so there's so much more on that you have to be a little bit louder to stand out? Um, I mean, that's definitely true because I literally have a list of maybe two to three dozen shows that I've been told I have to watch that I haven't gotten around to. Yeah. So yeah, there's too much. You can catch my attention by saying, hey, it's a Dark Crystal show. I'm like, what? And I'll, I'll check that out. Do you let your kids watch Robot Chicken? No. <laughs> <laughs> no. But I'm sure they've seen it, you know. They're on the internet, Calvin. Especially, Calvin's not on. The, they are not on the internet. He hasn't. He goes on YouTube, doesn't he? That's that's not the like. He doesn't have a web but I know. browser. I give. Him, I let him use certain apps, and that's it. Okay. You know, some kids just reject what their parents do outright. Mm-hmm. True. Or he does have friends who I'm sure have parents who don't police their kids. Well, I would have to work really hard to find appropriate sketches. <laughs> yeah, they're all, no, yeah. They're, I don't know if there's too many appropriate sketches for yeah. kids. Yeah. Well, what did you guys watch when you were kids? 
Oh, uh, the whole litany of cartoons, He-Man, uh, G.I. Joe, Transformers. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. Night Court? Uh, I used to watch Night, Night Court. Court was, was great. The Incredible Hulk. Mm, Auto fantastic. Man. Yeah, Auto Man. Manimal. Hazard Manimal. Mm. Love Manimal. Manimal is fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> Private Benjamin. There was Benjamin. When you got home from school, there were a slew of sitcoms that are just Gilligan's like, Island. You, you watched the Gilligan's Island. Brady Bunch. Brady Bunch. We didn't know at the time we should have watched Brady Bunch. <laughs> Why? It's terrible. It's, Brady Bunch is terrible? Why is like, it terrible? Did you ever watch it nowadays? It is so milquetoast. Well, I mean, that's, that's what it was at the time, though. That's, but at the time, the rest of society was so dull <laughs> that it seemed awesome by comparison. <laughs> uh, You're saying the Brady Bunch doesn't have an edge? It does not have an edge. I'm sorry. Huh. That's why the movies have they have to be those behind the scene edges for the Brady Bunch, the the things that happened that weren't oh, supposed well, to happen. The, all the behind the, the stories, scenes, things yes. always happen. I hear stories of uh, your big uh, Vegas excursions. Oh God! Ooh. What can you tell me about that? Oh. Well, I've never been as a team. Never been to Vegas? Vegas. I've never been on the Robot Chicken oh. Vegas oh, trips. Well. To kick off every season to create a sense of camaraderie amongst the crew, we all go to Vegas. Um, and it is, a, it is note, a lot of fun. It's, as a side note, no one wants to go to Vegas. Well, it's just because we've done it so often. It's like, let's do something new. But, yeah. but, it, but we all a, still go to Vegas. It's a thing. Um, we usually see at least one show together, which is awesome. Shows are always great. We all lose a lot of money together, which is not awesome. Um, we have giant dinners that sometimes Seth and the studio pay for, sometimes they don't. Um, so, how does that work? I would love to know. <laughs> I would love to know. How does that get decided? Yeah, it's, yeah, Before it's, you it's order usually, or after? It's usually kind of a toss up, at least for us. Like, we never know what's going to happen. Sometimes you go thinking, this is going to be a super expensive dinner. I hope they pay. And then they don't. And other times you're like, eh, you know, you bring a lot of money expecting to pay. And they're like, no, no, we're taking care of this one. Yeah, that's cool. It's, that's a gamble. It's gamble. Mm-hmm. Which yeah. you're in Vegas, so why not? Yeah, why not? Um, but it's it's great. I mean, if last, you sorry, there's yeah. like there's like thirty of us sometimes. Twenty, yeah. thirty. Last year we went ziplining over downtown, that, wow, which awesome. was fantastic. The downtown, um, the big thing with the the lights over it now, the big outdoor experience. The down, what is that? Downtown Fremont Street, Old or Town, Old Town, Old whatever, Old Town, something mm-hmm. like some town thing. There's now a zipline that goes all like five blocks. Yeah, under those lights, and it's awesome. It's it like so much a, fun. It's like a two minute ride. Yeah, just zipping over everything. Oh, it's awesome. Fantastic. You guys pile in a car and drive there together. We uh, used to in the old days, but then we're like, this is this sucks. We did last year. You drove. We, I drove last year. Yeah, oh, because I because I, yeah. I, I bought the minivan, and that was awesome. Yeah. yeah. Usually it was it was we drove the first couple of years, and then it was flying because that was much yeah. easier. But now. Doug drives in his minivan, which was great. Because then you can pile like eight people in there. It's a good time. And we got donuts. And we got donuts on the way. <laughs> it seems unusual that you guys would all still seem to be so such good friends after so long working together. Yeah, every day you'd think that we'd all hate each other. By well, now. There, are, there are people that have dropped by the wayside that didn't didn't stick with it. Um, but, you know, it's the show doesn't really breed a lot of animosity amongst the crew because we're all really laughing and having a good time. And sometimes when an argument arises, you're driving home and you realize that argument was about such dumb shit that how dare you hold a grudge? Like, we can't use this G.I. Joe action figure. That's ridiculous. We have to use this snake eyes because it's blah, blah, blah. And it's it's heated because this (laughs) stuff is stuff you love and you know you're right. But you're driving home and you're like, fuck, I could be laying tar on roofs for a living. 
Like this is this is we should all be so lucky that that's what we argue about at work. So it's usually a good time. Yeah, you, you do get a little annoyed at the end of every day because that's when the voting happens. Yeah. So you work all day on your sketches, and then it comes down to the voting, and none of them could get in, and it could just easily be a very brush off. No, that's not funny. The voting system has evolved itself over the years, right? Explain how that works, if you would. Yes. Um, in the old days, it was me, Tom, Matt, and Seth that would vote on the sketches that would go in. If it got three or more votes, it's in. If it got two or less, it's not. And over the years, the quality of the ideas fell. And if we stuck to that system, nothing would be in. So when we opened up to vote for everybody. Because, <laughs> I mean, once you get... You know, five or six or seven people in the room all writing sketches and it's all left to just four votes. Essentially, three of those four votes you have to get to get in the show. It just it became unfair. Well, let me give you a a more serious answer. That thing about the ideas. I'm just fucking around. Um, It's a shitty environment to be in if you're one of those people sitting there in front of you while the people that are in charge of getting the ideas in are tearing it apart in front of you and then you move on. That sucks. Like, this is a fun place to work, but that was something that really made people unhappy. And I don't know what is the, the – what tipped the scales in, in, in Matt's mind that we should start doing more people voting. But now I think it's if you've been on the show before and you're back, you now have a vote, which yeah. is almost everybody I, now. Yeah, I think it's generally everybody right now. Everybody gets a vote. Yeah. You have uh, season 10 coming up at the end of the month, and you have a big robot chicken uh, extravaganza in Los Angeles. Yes, we do. At the end of the month What's up with that? What do you know about it? Um, I was told to be there, and that's all I know. Yeah, I got an email saying, this is what we're doing. Yeah. Can you show up? And I was like, sure. I think the last I spoke to Matt about it was weeks ago, and he's like, I'm not sure what this is. And I'm like, all right. I know there's a panel. Is there a panel? There's a panel. I don't know what the panel is going to be on. I'm mm-hmm. assuming Robot Chicken season 10. Which would just stand to reason. Do you remember what's coming up in season ten, or have you have you blocked it out and moved on? I honestly need to think about that a little bit. We got the the big season ender, the two hundredth episode. Oh God, what a nightmare! That's yeah, that one. Why is that a nightmare? That one took all well, season to it, figure out. Two hundredth episode. That yeah. was the pressure. It was the two hundredth episode, and I won't spoil what the concept is that we we cap it with. But there was a lot of pressure to do something interesting and original because it can't just be like another episode. So I think it was I that suggested the idea and everyone agreed that that would be a good idea. And now I didn't know at the time that everyone had a slightly different idea of what that would be when they agreed. So as we start working on it, we had to rewrite it like two or three times, the whole thing. Yeah. Because people are like, this is not what we're going to do. I'm like, yes, it is. No, it's not. And... (laughs) Everyone sounds just like yeah. that, too. <laughs> so basically, at the at the end of what little time we had left in the writer's room, everyone found a way to get in the writer's room together. It was very hot in that room because there's too many bodies. And we kind of mostly wrote it together on the fly. And that... That's right. That was right down to the wire. We were yeah. there for the, the, the whole last day. Yeah. And that but was We like, did get ice cream. I'll never suggest an idea again because that was <laughs> a nightmare. But I think it came out pretty cool. And, I, and it's it's something we've never done before. And I hope people like it. And I hope it isn't spoiled in, like, the, the, the press of what, what it is. Probably will be. Yeah, I'm sure it will be. Yeah. Do you remember the 100th episode? 
Was that the big fight? That was the, the big fight in the castle with the chicken. Yeah. The chicken finally got out of the chair, I believe. I could be wrong. But I think the chicken finally got out of the chair because the mad scientist had kidnapped his wife, mm-hmm. which is weird because the chicken technically is a chicken with a girl yeah. anyway. But anyway, uh, then he had to fight his way up through the castle through all the – some of the people that we would had through the season. And then he fought Lazo and Keith Crawford. And then something good happened. I don't know. Or maybe it was the dark meat one with all the presidents and the scientist's son. No, I think – no, because, yes, the chicken escaped with Cluckerella at yeah. the end of that battle. And then the mountainside was a big 100 in that, that wide oh, shot. Oh, at the end I of it? Think, okay. I think. Yeah. But the thing is, you know, when we come to these episodes, us as, as fans of TV wouldn't give a shit if we're like, oh, this is the 100th episode of whatever, you know, X-Files. I don't know. Oh, my God. I'm dating myself. Yeah, you are. Um, so it's kind of like I fear that when we have these anniversary sketches that we're just doing it for ourselves. And that worries me. Um, and you can't not do something. It's the 100th episode. got to do something. So it's when you say, like, do you remember this? It's, it doesn't – I don't think for us it's that monumental. Will there be a 300th episode? Let's hope. Let's hope. That would be awesome. <laughs> right. What have you heard? It <laughs> would be nice to get renewed for another 100, wouldn't it? Yes, it would. Yeah. What would you do? What, what extravagance would you indulge in? Um, I would have at least five sketches about Depends <laughs> undergarments <laughs> once a day. Gee, um, I don't even know. I'd, I'd, I'd seriously consider – um, getting something fresh something and new on the air. Star Wars Episode fourteen would oh, be a, kind of neat. A, a big uh, to do. Yeah, you know it. It is funny that when you, as you age, you see things differently. Like I've I've seen Star Trek two maybe seven thousand times, The Wrath of Khan, and as I've grown older, the way the characters react to each other and the fact that Kirk has a son and everything changes in my mind. And it's there's going to be comments that we'll have about these pop culture things that I think will change. I don't think we'll ever run out of ideas. Um, they might not be good ideas. I, I'd say <laughs> they might be good ideas. Um, but it is nonetheless. I really think we can keep going forever because the we, – yeah. there's never going to be a day where it's like, fuck, we've, there's, no there's more TV nothing ever. left. Yeah. Um, it's all down to the generosity of the good people at Adult Swim. Yeah. And the fans. I think you guys have uh, – were the big brick in the wall for Adult Swim, the foundation – Right? For a big TV network to be built upon? Goddamn. Yeah. Cornerstone, if you will. Cornerstone. cornerstone. That was the word I was looking for. The cornerstone. I mean, there were some, you know, some other shows, but it seems like this was the one that didn't come from William Street mm-hmm. that really broke out. What do you call that stone at the top of an arch that holds all the others? Keystone? The keystone. Yeah. Keystone of the network. The keystone. Like the St. Mm-hmm. Louis arch, yeah. which you didn't like. I thought that was cool. I but you wouldn't would never, have ever stopped I there. would never have stopped there. Well, congratulations on all these episodes and your tremendous success and, and on uh, being the keystone of Adult Swim. Thank, Thank you, you much. And that goes to you guys who are in the room every day. It's been a pleasure so far. Doug Goldstein, Mike Fasolo. Thanks, guys. Thank, Thank you. you. Visit adultswim.com slash podcast for links to some of the things Doug and Mike were just talking about. As always, we'd love to hear from you. Adultswimpodcast at gmail.com. Thanks to Dave Bonowitz and Christina Loringer for editing and producing these podcasts. Thanks also to Maggie Cannon for arranging everything. And thank you for listening.